Hey there, Mama, and welcome back to the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast, episode seven. I'm Emily McDermott, and I'm here beside you on this journey as we work together to declutter your home, head, and heart. Last week, I took you through my seven-step process for decluttering any area in your home using the power of artificial boundaries and the container concept. Did you try it out? If so, I'd love for you to come and share it in our free Facebook group. Just go to tinyurl.com slash moms overcoming overwhelm, where we will be sharing all of our progress and I will be there to offer free coaching and support. Today, we are focusing on a simple but powerful rule that will help you stop wasting time looking for stuff in your home. Because when we are overwhelmed, the last thing we want to be doing is looking for our car keys when we're already late for school drop-off. Ask me how I know. So what do you say? Grab that notebook and pen and let's dive into today's episode. Hey there, mama. Are you tired of all the stuff crowding your home calendar and mind? Do you wish you could say goodbye to the endless to-do list running around in your head? Want to declutter but don't know where to start? You're in the right place. Welcome to Mom's Overcoming Overwhelm, where you will find proven and practical solutions to declutter your home, head, and heart. Hi, I'm Emily, a wife, boy mom, and simplicity seeker. I struggled to get pregnant and felt overwhelmed until I discovered decluttering could create the physical and emotional space I needed to become a mom. Now two kids later, I've transformed my life and motherhood by developing simple systems around decluttering, capsule wardrobes, kid stuff, cleaning and tidying, meal planning, time management, and more, and I can't wait to share them with you. If you're ready to reclaim the time and energy you crave, be present with your kids, and finally enjoy the life and motherhood you so deserve, let's kick overwhelm to the curb, shall we? Grab your lukewarm coffee, your notebook and pen, and clear off some counter space. Let's do this. So last week, I alluded to the time that we waste looking for lost things. Two and a half days a year, or approximately six months of our lives, That's a lot of time. And according to a 2017 lost and found survey, the top things we lose are remotes, phones, keys, glasses, shoes, and wallets or purses. Funny side note here, I lost a car key fob years ago and had no idea where it was. Those things are expensive to replace. I was so annoyed at myself for losing it. Literally like a year later, I found it in a bin where I keep our wrapping paper and gift bags, and I was so excited. Now I had an extra, but it was short-lived. One day I had it in my back pocket, and due to some unfortunate timing that I won't get into too much, I ended up flushing it down the toilet. Yeah. (laughs) So also when it comes to my phone, I rely very heavily on my Apple Watch which has a feature to allow me to find my phone. It has saved me more times than I would like to admit. But instead of relying on having tracking technology on all the stuff that we might lose, there is a better way to manage our stuff. It comes down to a simple rule you've probably heard many times before. A place for everything and everything in its place. Or in other words, everything in your home must have a home. This simple but powerful rule is important not only to save us the annoyance of finding our lost keys or wallet. There are three reasons why everything having a home is so important. The first reason is that we want to reclaim our most precious resources. 
What are our most precious resources, you ask? Well, I see them falling into two main categories, tangible and intangible. Our tangible resources are the things that we can clearly quantify, our money, of course, and also our time. When everything is in its place, we not only save money from not having to replace the item or forgetting we have it in the first place, right? But also the time looking for it. Then we have our intangible resources. These are the things that are harder to quantify, but are equally as important. And I feel like they're not as understood by moms, how they impact our day-to-day life. The main intangible resources are energy, focus, and attention. Many times we don't realize that we're running low in these precious resources until it's too late and we find ourselves snapping at our partners and our kids and feeling completely overwhelmed by what is required of us. When we are constantly trying to find things because they're not in the place we've decided is their home, we are wasting precious energy, focus, and attention on trying to find them. We're wasting these resources with what's not important instead of focusing on what truly matters to us. So the second reason that everything having a home is so important is because anything that isn't in its home right now is visual clutter in your environment. And visual clutter or visual distractions affect us in several ways. According to a 2011 study, the capacity of our visual system to process information about multiple objects at any given moment in time is limited. In other words, when an area is cluttered, it is more difficult to focus and process information. And a 2016 study found that your short-term or working memory is negatively affected when you are surrounded by clutter that is not relevant to the task you are trying to complete. Things out of place remind us just by their presence that they are not where they belong. And so our brains are constantly distracted by things like a random dirty sock that needs to go in the laundry, a bill we haven't paid, stuffed animals that need to go back to the kids' rooms, and so forth. And unless we are taking action on that thing in the moment, we just keep making these mental reminders of what needs to be done and getting distracted by them. So reasons number one and two are specifically about things that we use regularly and we need, like our car keys, that are not where they belong. But what about the clutter surrounding us that we don't need? That's where reason number three comes into play. Sometimes finding the things that we use and need is made more difficult because we are surrounded by clutter. Clutter can be defined in many ways, but my favorite definitions are number one, anything that is kept even though not used, needed, or wanted. Number two, too much stuff in too small a space, which reminds me of the container concept we talked about last week. The third definition is my favorite, which is a quote from Christina Scalise. Clutter is the physical manifestation of unmade decisions fueled by procrastination. The clutter that surrounds us represents unmade decisions. We have not made a decision whether we truly want it or need it, and especially where it is supposed to live. So it lives on surfaces or stuffed in drawers or hidden away in rooms with closed doors. Everything in your home needs to have a home. And if it doesn't, either because it doesn't fit in the space or you don't know what to do with it, 
It is clutter and requires action. We are going to dive deep into the effects of clutter on our health and our children's health in next week's episode, but for now, let's give one major example of how clutter impacts you. It raises cortisol levels. As you may know, cortisol is one of the main stress hormones, and there is scientific research to show that cortisol levels are higher, especially in women who are in cluttered environments. This should come as no surprise if looking at clutter stresses you out, like it does me, (laughs) you're not making it up. It actually is stressing you out. So now let's have the stuff meet a system. What is our plan of attack for making sure we are following the simple rule of everything having a home? Here are a few practical things you can do. Number one. If you feel like you are constantly needing to take things upstairs or downstairs, put a small basket by the stairs, not on the stairs, please. And throughout the day, put things that need to go either up or downstairs in those small baskets. Then pick a time of day, maybe after dinner, but before the kids go to bed to put those things away. And if you can recruit your kids to help, especially if it's their stuff. The second tip I have We talked last week about the container concept or the container rule and artificial boundaries. So if something has a home, but the container that holds the item is full, then you need to decide what stays and what will be donated. For example, if I have a Target bag filled with new socks for my kiddos that's been sitting on the dining room table for a week, I want to take the socks to the drawer where my kids' socks live and see if what can reasonably fit in there so I can declutter the rest. If you have stuff that seems to be in limbo a lot without a home, like mail and packages that come in, things that need to be returned, or current projects that are in process, do your best to have a temporary holding spot for those things with the understanding that you will set up a time to take action on them, like the mail, Amazon packages, target returns, for example. Or you have a time frame in place to complete a project and have a set working space for it. If I'm working on a long-term craft project with my kids, I'm not going to keep it on the kitchen counter. I may temporarily bring it to the laundry room or somewhere where I can store it until we can finish the project in a timely manner, but not any place that's preventing me from doing what that space is designed for. So to recap, when everything has a place in your home and it's in that place, it helps you reclaim your precious resources of money, time, energy, focus, and attention. Since our stuff is constantly being used and moving around from place to place, developing simple systems to ensure that everything goes back to its home by the end of the day, or is donated if there's no place for it, will go a long way to make sure your home is staying clutter-free and your visual environment isn't stressing you out. I hope this episode blessed you and would love to see you over in the Facebook group so we can share our progress. Next week, we are going to dive a bit deeper into what clutter is stealing from us specifically how it negatively impacts our physical, mental, and emotional health, as well as the health of our children. I look forward to seeing you next Thursday. Bye for now. If you liked today's podcast, here's what you can do. Just take 30 seconds to leave me a review. I know you're a busy mama. You're overwhelmed, in fact, but 30 seconds of your day makes such an impact. I'll be blessed by your words. They'll definitely make my day. 
And who knows, you might be entered for this month's giveaway. In Apple Podcasts, scroll down to write a review. Thanks so much for your time. I'm so grateful for you.